Hey everybody, I'm Duke LaMastra and you're listening to episode 13 of the Simple Power Podcast. Thanks so much for being here. This week we are discussing the subject of agreement and bringing our mind into alignment with heaven's way of thinking so that we can actually be a part of establishing the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. You do not want to miss this one, so let's get started. Hey, what's up, podcast family? Thanks so much for joining me. It really means the world to me that you're here. And as always, I hope that you get something good out of today's discussion that will help you in your personal pursuit of the presence and the power of God in your own life. Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent means to change your thinking. We have been taught throughout our lives to think and respond based on the limitations of this natural world, but we have got to change our thinking so that we can think from a heavenly perspective. I'm not just talking about changing the thoughts that you have. It isn't just about thinking positive or you know, about not thinking sinful thoughts. It's about the entire way that you think coming into alignment with heaven's way of thinking. Romans 12, 2 says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Transformation takes place in our lives as our minds are renewed. Again, a renewed mind isn't just about not thinking certain thoughts. A renewed mind means to be in agreement with heaven's agenda, to have the perspective of heaven, to actually think from heaven or to see from heaven's point of view. It is the mind of Christ. When we become so acquainted with the nature and character of God that we can actually see problems from heaven's perspective, then we can really, really begin to partner with the heart of God to see heaven come to earth. Amos 3.3 says, How can two walk together unless they are agreed? There is so much power in agreement. Just think about it for a moment. Like if you're married, you know all about the power of agreement. Being in agreement with your spouse is basically right up there with like breathing on the scale of things that are important in marriage. Like whatever it might be, disciplining the children, how to spend the money, how to budget, how to cook meals, you know, or what meals to prepare. Whatever it is, whenever there is disagreement and you aren't walking together on a particular issue, there tends to be tension and everything becomes more complicated. But when you stand in agreement together on the big issues as well as the small issues, life tends to get a whole lot easier. I tell people all the time that as a born-again believer, the devil has no authority in your life, but he is the father of lies. He lies to you all day long. Like, you know, you're not good enough. This isn't going to work. God doesn't love you. That dress doesn't look good on you. Whatever. All the, all the stuff that he likes to lie about. And as long as you disagree, you're all right. But the moment that you start to come into agreement with the lie, you actually give power to the liar that he wouldn't otherwise have. You actually give him permission to continue the assault because of your agreement. Just look at Eve in the Garden of Eden. The devil came in and started to tempt her to disobey God by eating the fruit. He attacked God's character. He started asking her questions about what God had really said. And when she answered, he was all like, 
No, you won't surely die if you eat the fruit. God just said that to keep you from experiencing something good or to keep you from having fun. Of course, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. God knows that when you eat this fruit, your eyes will be opened. You'll be like God. You'll be enlightened. He wants to keep that from you. And instead of telling the serpent to, you know, to take a hike to get out of here, she came into agreement with the lie. It is so essential that we come into agreement and stay in agreement with heaven. Staying in agreement is usually the tricky part, right? Like we can all go to a great church service or have a nice time of worship and leave feeling refreshed and ready to conquer the world. You know, knowing that God loves us, we're ready to go after our dreams. We're ready to be more proactive about loving our spouses. All the stuff that happens when we get pumped up, but then the problems happen, the attacks start, you have a fight with your husband or your wife, you get a flat tire, whatever it is, and we can so quickly go back to the old former way of thinking, getting out of alignment with heaven and heaven's agenda. I can tell you from so much experience that you don't get very far by going in and out of agreement like that. Problems will always happen, and we might not always respond the right way right from the get-go, but learning to snap out of the wrong mindset quickly and remaining in agreement with God's way of thinking is so important. Jesus taught his disciples to pray, saying, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the key phrase I want to get at, on earth as it is in heaven. When there is agreement between heaven and earth, miracles happen, breakthrough happens, power is released. So look, there is nothing imperfect about heaven. Heaven is absolutely perfect. Heaven was not tainted by sin or by the fall of man. Heaven is perfectly conformed to the will of God. So heaven becomes the model for what life on earth should look like on earth as it is in heaven. Let's go back to the beginning for just a minute again. In Genesis chapter 1, God creates man in his image and according to his likeness, he gives him dominion over the whole earth. Psalm 115 verse 16 says the heavens are the Lord's and the earth, excuse me, but the earth he's given to the children of men. He told Adam and Eve in the garden, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Mankind was created in God's image and given an assignment to carry out the will of God on the earth. The problem came when man stepped out of agreement with God and came into agreement with an inferior way of thinking. I know that there's this popular phrase, or I don't know if it's, it used to be popular. I don't know if it still is or not, but the phrase is, don't be so heavenly minded that you're of no earthly good. Listen, that's definitely not in the Bible. The problem is actually when we become too earthly minded, we have got to look higher. Colossians 3, 1 and 2 says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. When we set our minds on earthly things, we only come up with earthly solutions to earthly problems. But when we set our mind on things above where Christ is, Or in other words, we look to heaven for direction, for guidance, for understanding. Then we become equipped to actually make decisions that cause our world to come into alignment with his world.
At the end of the prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. At the end of that prayer comes the word, amen. Amen means so be it. It's like saying yes, and it will be done. It, I know amen has become a word that we just kind of tack on at the end of the prayer so everyone else knows that we're done praying, but the word amen is so much more powerful than that because it signifies agreement. It says, I'm standing in agreement with what was just said, with what was just declared, with what was just decreed. Jesus had so much success in his ministry on earth, not be, not just because he was God, because he actually didn't access his own divine nature to do the miracles that he did. He never stopped being God. He was always God while he was on earth, but he relied fully on the Spirit of God to accomplish the miraculous things that he did. In John 5, 19, Jesus said, The Son of God does nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. Jesus did what he saw the Father do. He always went into every situation with power and authority because he knew the Father's agenda. You are in Christ, and Christ is in you. That is not just nice talk. That's Bible. That's reality. The Spirit of God who lives inside of you is your constant connection to heaven. Jesus said in his prayer to the Father in John 17 that his disciples are in the world, but they're not of the world. Our citizenship is heaven. We are spirit beings created in the image of God, and we are stationed here on earth with an assignment. The assignment is to make this world look like his world on earth as it is in heaven. We do that by living life, by becoming more like Jesus, by making declarations and decrees here on the earth. When we see a problem, we have authority to confront that problem with the truth of the word of God. You see, the word of God gives us all of the insight that we need into knowing what is permitted and what isn't. God values salvation. He values divine health and healing. He values power over sin and over addiction. He values freedom. He values truth. He values abundance and blessing. The Bible makes all these things clear to us. As we study the word of God, we begin to understand more and more what he is like, what the father is like, and what he wants for us. So, In most situations, we actually shouldn't be confused about what God wants. Like, does God want your neighbor to be saved? Yes, you don't have to wonder about that. Does he want you to be healed and experience divine health in your body? Yes, you don't have to wonder about that. Does he want your son or your daughter or your niece, your nephew, your brother, your sister, whoever, to be free from that addiction or or whatever it is that they're going through? Yes, the answer is yes. These things like sickness, poverty, fear, addiction, these things do not exist in heaven, so we don't have to allow them to exist here. Whenever we recognize that something is going on that is out of sync with the will of the Father, we have authority to stand in that situation, declaring the will of God, bringing heaven's agenda to earth. This comes back to thinking the way that he thinks. When you are faced with an impossible situation, you can choose to be earthly minded. You know, you can choose to try to figure it out. You can choose to get into fear or whatever else, or you can learn to see the impossibilities from heaven's perspective. When Jesus walked the earth, he encountered people that were stuck in all kinds of darkness from, you know, people that were demonized to 
all kinds of sickness, identity issues, death itself. Jesus never faced a problem, though, that was too big because his thinking was always aligned with heaven. When you can see things from heaven's perspective, nothing will be impossible. So Paul says again in Romans 12 too, he says, do not be conformed to this world. The word world in this verse is actually not referring to the earth. It's a Greek word, the the Greek word eon, which refers to this present age or this world system. So in other words, he's saying, don't conform to this present age. Don't conform to this world system or this world's way of thinking, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It is the renewing of your mind that positions you to prove the will of God. Now, again, this word prove in the original Greek, it's actually not the word prove. It's the word approve. So let me kind of say this again. When your mind is renewed, you are equipped to approve the will of God. Let's kind of look at this in a different way. Do not be conformed to this world's way of thinking. And for the sake of this discussion, I'm going to use the word agreement. So don't come into agreement with this world's way of thinking, but rather be transformed by the renewing of your mind or bring your mind into alignment with the mind of Christ. Learn to think the way that he thinks, see the way that he sees, respond the way that he responds, stand in agreement with God and his way of thinking so that you can approve What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Now, listen, God doesn't need any of us to approve of his will. He's confident in who he is. He doesn't need your approval. That's not the point, but this is the point. The world does need your approval. And hear what I'm saying. The world needs you to become acquainted with God to the point that you can approve of his perfect will. The world needs you to stand in agreement with the heart of God, recognizing what his good and acceptable and perfect will is so that you can partner with heaven, establishing the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. Listen, I know that I kind of said a lot there, but here's the key. You and I are sent out into this world as ambassadors of heaven. As ambassadors of heaven, our priority has got to be to think like the one who sent us so that we can recognize when the things of this world don't align with his good and acceptable and perfect will. And we can stand in agreement with what his perfect will is, looking into heaven to see what the Father is doing, understanding what is on the heart of God, and standing in agreement with him to release, to establish the kingdom of God on earth. We do this through intercession, through declaring the will of God, through things like speaking to tumors and commanding them to dissolve because we have authority over sickness through speaking the truth even when everyone else is saying something contrary declaring what the word of God says when everyone else is being negative we have authority to partner with heaven in bringing transformation to the world around us it starts with getting to know and understand the way that he thinks and bringing our thinking into alignment with him Hey, everybody, I just want you to know that there is so much more available to you. There is no limit to what God can do through you as you align your thinking with his. All right, guys. Well, you're the best. I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to share with you in this format every single week. 
If this session was helpful for you, I would love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe and share the Simple Power Podcast. Have a great week. I'll see you next time.